What's up, Jasmine? Um, you know, I'm I'm now a, a, a formal host. I'm about to change up my hey. whole Instagram. Yo. This week we hosted the River Kings 2 tour and at Smith Public Trust on Monday. It was just a good time all around, let me tell you, bitch. It was just awesome. One of my dreams came true on Monday night. It was like a like a just better than Showtime at the Apollo. I heard they're re- rebooting it, and they totally need to talk to us, nigga. Like, because we killed that. Shit. I messed around and Google <laughs> what to know about performing, and they said. Just chill out. The audience wants to have a good time and they want you to succeed. And I was like, oh, yes. great. Absolutely. So, of course, me and Amber was like, well, this is what we like to do. So y'all got to fuck with it. I'm sure <laughs> there's somebody in here who wants to bust it open on a Monday. I'm- and by God, did we not find her? I, whoever that was, shout out to her. Welcome to the Black Joy Mixtape. You are our people. She started off, so at this rap show, <laughs> you know, niggas be trying to warm up. It DC, might be some, some local rappers who want to battle your ass, really. DC, you know, a lot of clubs do not dance, like the yes. vast majority, oh especially at a bar. It's the worst. So here we are. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do all this. We're going to dance. We're going to do a sing-along, like, <laughs> it's Monday, it's, I'm here, you're here. Why not? Why not? The Kentucky mules are great at this spot. <laughs> I had me some french fries, so I'm I'm prepared. And this woman started off the first set, she was just, you know, shaking the little thigh, shaking the little thigh. And then later, she started busting open on the chair, and by the end of that night, was she not on the dance floor? In the floor? middle of the floor, getting down. Getting down to, you know... Bitch, be humble. <laughs> don't sit down, please. Please don't. Stay here. Stay a while. Oh, bad. So shout out to our new homies. Bad ass up. Yes, it was a great time. I had a good time. Did you have a good time? Hell yeah, I had a good time. This is Amber J. Phillips, the High Priestess of Black Joy. And this is Jazz, the King of the South. And you are listening to the Black Joy Mixtape. Hey, what do you do? Ow. <laughs> are they waters? No. y'all thanks for everyone who retweeted the flyer but did not buy a single ticket (laughs) fuck (laughs) y'all good job what i will say about the rap show i am so thankful because i was the connect for that everybody came and performed pretty good because i just didn't want to have a bad rep in in team yes Marco Pave, amazing show. Alfred Banks, amazing Good show. Good job, Alfred Banks. We met Nomad, <laughs> the native. And his fine ass. <laughs> and these niggas was fine. Y'all, y'all missed it, bruh. If you weren't there, you missed an opportunity to. Witness 
perform. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all could have been there. The audience was a bunch of hoes. <laughs> so. The audience was definitely there. I seen y'all on I my, am the worst. Who I, am I? I'm just letting y'all know. My new followers, stay off my Instagram. Yo, temptation. <laughs> just keep yeah. liking one more post now. Keep liking mine. I don't. Just keep on now. DMs are ready to pop. And okay. that's for all the new followers. Keep on liking me here. Welcome, new followers. I know the end of the semester is coming up. I know people are starting to plan for fall. Mention to your, your student activity, you know, whomever, whoever you might know in the community that's about to put a live event. You know, just say to them, just nudge them. Look into the Black Joy mixtape. We want them. Mm-hmm. Just to turn up and have a good time, do a live show, host the after party, whatever. Whatever. We're here. <laughs> so... Onwards to talk about politics today. You ready? I guess so. White people have no self-control. This is better this way. Just in case there's any haters on the listener side. Never. This is the Black Joy mixtape. Amen. There was only one. I know it's one hater among y'all, though. They gave us two stars on iTunes. (laughs) Talking about something. You want to know something classy and organized, (laughs) you go somewhere else. Talking about dope queens. I'm like, they do that. What? Are you kidding me? I love dope queens, but also, you're tripping. (laughs) This is great. This is awesome. Okay. Y'all, since we got that two stars, I need five of y'all to give us five right now. Hey, run and do it, <laughs> run and grab your neighbor and give us five stars on iTunes. Go block that motherfucker out. We do not want to do white people. <laughs> never, never want to do it because they turning up this week, like every week. Right, but turning up on like low heat on y'all, so y'all I can think feel I feel like they're starting to burn out a little bit. They're getting a little tired of hitting the three so much so they're like okay we can ease we can at least create a systematic plan you know so this and week explain what we're doing to take credit for it right this week explaining the theory before the practice letting the folks know you know hey we got something for y'all we just working out the final details so one thing in particular uh that cnn is talking about is the the destruction of the administrative state Mm-hmm. <laughs> Basically, it's what we have been talking about on the Black Joy mixtape. So if y'all remember those Since five like episode plus. two. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sucks to suck. 500 plus <laughs> seats remain unappointed. Well, Steve Banning, you know, the folks who the, the person that come to work with dirty hair, Allegedly, Steve Bannon, the chief strategist of the White House, uh, coined this term the deconstruction of the administrative state. So basically, he's saying that, well, we ain't appoint them because in the budget, they not there. Right. And we're trying to make the government smaller. Yeah. They don't. And I, this word, administrative state. Yes. Like. Admin people hold shit together. Like and keeps you checks wanna, and balances. Right. You mm-hmm. want to literally undo the things that were created to hold this country together. Mm-hmm. The EPA is holding this country together. Laissez-faire was a thing mm-hmm. because we know what it looks like when companies have no kind of 
guidelines. They'll do whatever to meet their bottom line, which looks like fires in um, T-shirt factories where kids die because there's also no limit on how old you have to be to work. Like this is classic labor history right Mm -hmm. here. Like we didn't always have 40 hours a week. There was an executive order last Tuesday where Donald Trump pretty much uh, ordered for the review nine, uh, the review of the (laughs) clean power plan, which was an Obama policy. But pretty much what it will do is it will suspend, revise or rescind those that unruly burden the development of domestic energy resources. And what that means is (laughs) burdens. That coal mining <laughs> will increase again. There will be more fracking, more fracking, more just so this is happening as the EPA is being rolled back. So companies are giving free reign to really do whatever the fuck they need to do to our, our environment. Mm-hmm. If it means them progressing or creating more, producing more things to be consumed mm-hmm. while there's also a rollback in focus or on agencies uh, that keep us safe. Right. To that literally keep our air and our ground and our soil where we breathe, where we live healthy to mm-hmm. non-toxic at non-toxic. least. Non-toxic. Because we can also talk about how government have always not given these agencies enough resources mm-hmm. or given them enough power to actually yeah. do what they had to do. But this is like a override, like, and while also minimizing our government and it's what we were talking about, the fascism state, like a fascist government or a potential fascist government doesn't believe in having a lot of folks around. No. So again, just trust the advisors, <laughs> enough people to fit at one table at Mar-a-Lago mm-hmm. and in Florida. And then we can go golf. Yep. Enough motherfuckers who can fit in a four seater of a golf cart. <laughs> tops. <laughs> Enough motherfuckers to fit at a round top, beautiful five course meal table. And, you know, the conversation keeps flowing. That's what our government is being (laughs) deteriorated to. So we're not going to have no fucking air quality air system. And then also health care is just like, we don't know what the fuck is happening there. Well, I'm so glad you brought that up because... (laughs) Paul Ryan came out and said healthcare ain't dead, just move to the website. Um, <laughs> if you cough that, use a real one, trill one. Anyway, so <laughs> Paul Ryan is promising that the healthcare bill is the final, the final touches are being laid out. No, it's <laughs> not. Stop lying. <laughs> this is a repeal plan. <laughs> What you doing? Just citing your sources before you slide it under the door at the last minute? No, you're lying. Stop it. You are not telling the truth. And not only that, so this healthcare bill, which again, we have talked about on Black Joy Mixtape, that there wasn't actually a victory on defeating the healthcare bill. We gotta cite our damn selves. (laughs) (laughs) And we are an independent podcast being ran out of a living room. Of a place referred to as Black Joy Headquarters. Because we be prophesied like just these this are the trends, Sydney. y'all. We're like, I don't know, y'all. It's looking like the country might go 50-50 on this election between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. <laughs> and y'all are like, nah, nigga. Donald Trump's an idiot. Nah, bro. We just had a black president, baby. Nah, fam. 
Bruh, when I was at that News One Now election night watch party, <laughs> looking at people's faces as the numbers came back, Michigan, nah. <laughs> All the South, nah. Fuck bro, no. No. Fuck Ohio, me. Ohio teetering. <laughs> uh, no, it's gonna go to Trump. Y'all forgot who the fuck we were. The fuck? The fuck? You know what I mean? White people live in Ohio? Not even little Bow Wow wants to be from Ohio anymore. I- <laughs> I'm sick of this. Anywho. So anyway, <laughs> this potential health bill, as we already know, has very drastic consequences <gasps> for the over 60% of rural folks with no teeth who voted for Trump. You're not. You literally had to apologize for saying. I said the over 60% of no having <laughs> teeth having rural people who voted for Trump. That means that the... <laughs> What is that? 38% have teeth. Y'all have teeth. And because what we also know is rule is not always synonymous with white people. But what we do know is that under Obamacare, these rural communities had access to at least one insurer. Mm. Now in the marketplace. Now, what is happening with the this new health care bill, like insurers are talking about withdrawing. And so rather than making Obamacare or making the Affordable Care Act address issues like that in rural communities where mm-hmm. and what what one insurer means is premiums are higher because there aren't any competition. Right? <laughs> there are no other options. So this is all you got. So rather than create more safety nets or create like more radical pieces so that rural communities won't be in such dire straits. What the Republicans, the GOP is proposing is a health care plan that will just withdraw all of it. Mm-hmm. And what that means is there will be more uninsured people in rural communities who already suffer from not enough hospital access, right? So these hospitals will have to deal with more uninsured people, thereby not bringing enough money into these hospitals and forcing closures. There have been a number of closures of hospitals or clinics in rural communities since the mid-2000s. And Paul Ryan's like, yeah, we just just getting better at fucking y'all over. That's what's happening this week. A prosecutor in Florida, a black woman, had to sue Governor Rick Scott because he is acting totally out of line. So Rick Scott has reassigned 23 homicide cases from State Attorney Aramis Ayala, who is the state attorney for Orange and Osceola counties in Florida. Mm-hmm. Now, he only did this not because this black woman, who is the first, I think, state attorney, first black state attorney in the state's history, he isn't taking her cases because of some misconduct. He took them because he mad because he don't agree with her politics. Right. After she was elected by the folks in Orange and Osceola counties. Right. Now, what does he disagree with her or is mad at her about? After being elected, she announced, this was last month, she will not be pursuing the death penalty 
um, for any capital cases during her time in office. Which is such a powerful statement to come from a prosecutor. Yep. And I think um, the reason why I'm really excited to talk about this, because this seems like, oh, I'm, I don't need to pay attention to prosecutors. Like, fuck the criminal justice system. Like, tear all that shit down. Mm-hmm. But this is an example of how someone in a prosecutor position can actually use their position for really amazing good in relation to this movement that we're in that is trying to reform the criminal justice system. Mm -hmm. So for a prosecutor who's going to take in and see a bunch of cases of varying degrees to say, no matter what, I am not going to um, pursue the death penalty is a win. To even give more proof that this woman knows what she's talking about and Rick Scott is being very irrational, not only overstepping his authority, but also just being just not a thoughtful person at all. Impulsive. Right. And can I just say that growing up as someone who was like a young black girl learning from examples, whenever I met a black woman who was an attorney, Mm -hmm. like I knew to trust that bitch. Like... (laughs) Black women are already ready to find receipts on receipts to prove a point. Like, we will argue you down, I feel like. But once you meet a black... When I meet black women who are also lawyers, I'm just amazed by them. Whether they're at my church, whether they're like... It's Phaedra Park. Like, that is exactly what I'm talking about, though. Like, because Phaedra Parks is clearly just a normal-ass black girl with access to one of the most lit vocabularies ever on reality TV. This is why we get two stars. This is- <laughs> I just wanted to say, (laughs) trust this black woman. And you're about to see in these quotes of why you should. Like, imagine Phaedra Parks being like, you know what, baby? I'm not going to pursue the death penalty in any of my cases. Well, I wish And I'm also going to have Kenya Moore come to my Flint Water Crisis Retreat Center for the babies. At the same time, like black women attorneys really be trying, even at their varying levels of bouginess. That is the point I want to make before we went into this conversation. Just saying. But I will say, <laughs> she don't do criminal law, do she? She doesn't. I'm just saying, if she were, can you imagine if Phaedra Parks was a prosecutor, though? Like, that would be pretty lit. It would be. <laughs> like, that's just, like, that, that's some revolutionary that's shit. That's some revolutionary like, ass shit. <laughs> For a fully fledged, that I'm sounds myself, like real life. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> city prosecutor married to currently incarcerated black man. That would be amazing. We supposed that's all to- I'm saying. That's I'm just trying to envision a future where you know you can have both. Goddamn, but. So back to what <laughs> state attorney Aramis Ayala had to say. She said, quote, the death penalty has not proven to be a deterrent to crime and the cases drag on for years, adding to victims anguish. She continues. Hello. I do understand that this is a controversial issue, but what is not controversial is the evidence that led me to this decision. The key word in the sentence evidence i've done my work i've done mine i don't know what you read what are you basing this on so it all started when so not only does she say this she decides not to 
um, pursued the death penalty in the Markeith Lum case, which really got Rick Scott mad because while Markeith killed uh, his ex-girlfriend, Sade Dixon, he also murdered a cop. Mm. A black woman disagreed with a white man, and a white man is having a tantrum, and he has reassigned her cases to a, another state attorney who was not elected in this in these two counties, was elected elsewhere. So not only is he overstepping... The people's decision. The people's decision. He's also misrepresenting the people and bringing in another representative that shouldn't be there. That seems um, very interesting. That sounds like big government. That sounds like you're going against this whole plan that your president has put together around like deconstructing the administrative state, which seems to be in place anytime we actually start pr- talking about protecting the most marginalized people in this country. Great. And the reason why we keep saying the Sargasm. people's mm-hmm. state attorney is because the people elect state prosecutors. Okay. Yes. So these, this is a office in these local elections that we keep talking about. Mm-hmm. Now, while why we need mayors, to vote every two years, why we have to vote? Yeah. So the thing that I found the most interesting around this piece too, and why like we really need to draw this bigger picture of like why are y'all talking about state prosecutors when like we're clearly proponents of the system being torn down torn down it must be however (laughs) there are people like i watched this amazing ted talk by adam foss and it's called a prosecutor's vision for better justice system and it's a ted talk so y'all can sit down and watch it and listen to it but it was phenomenal to hear this different part of what can also be a part of our resistance movement and what i'm sure people are doing work around is that prosecutors actually hold a lot of power in our criminal justice system. Mm -hmm. Adam went on to tell a story about how a prosecutor is literally the person who decides if they're going to pursue this case. Mm. So when a prosecutor gets a case like um, what we saw in Florida, when they get a case like George Zimmerman and they decide, oh, I'm not even going to touch this, that has consequences. With Trayvon Martin was killed, we expect some kind of search for justice to happen. He tells the story of this young man who committed a very stupid crime of stealing a bunch of computers to sell them in order to do what? Survive, which was to pay for his college applications. Um, He had the power to decide if he was going to connect him with a restorative justice process, which looked like recovering all of the computers and returning them back to the store that he stole them from and also creating a payback plan for... The computers. Great. But that's like, I know people are like, well, that's still the criminal justice system. But what I hear from the story is like a a, a prosecutor that's connected to community, especially community Boom. that knows restorative justice Boom. programs. I'm like, sure. Can totally be the avenue that we need to be more connected and normalize this idea of not being so policed in our communities, right. having more community-focused, community-driven policing. Right. So he did that in addition to connecting the young man with resources and so on. And of course, this young man goes on to go to school and finish out his life because he was able to pass 
by a system that literally seeks to get him caught up and locked up in one way or the other, which is either through years of uncertainty around when your case is going to trial, sitting and waiting in jail cells, dealing with the bail bond system. All these different things could have happened to this young man had this one prosecutor not decided to take a different approach. So it was really fascinating to me to be like, oh, wow, there is a way to reform this piece of our criminal justice system in a way that's more um, in a way that's a little bit quicker to our demands right now. And that's why this prosecutor standing up in Florida to say, at the very least, I'm not going to put people to death is really important and really a part of the work as well. So there are all types of attorneys in communities who represent the people who make sure that folks in communities you know, get their due in the city, et cetera. What we're proposing is y'all folks need to be running for yeah. these offices. Yep. We need you in Phaedra. these places. Like, <laughs> no, not Phaedra. Gee. Who knows? Who knows? There was a project called Justice for All, and it was a project of the Reflective Democracy Campaign. So you can go to wholeads.us backslash justice. So in 2015, these stats were reading 95% of all prosecutors across our country are white. 85% of people who run to be prosecutors are also running unopposed. What? So this black woman, she's literally lucky to be here and one of the very few. Mm -hmm. And we're already seeing what happens when black women or black folks in general probably get into these positions. They start to act upon the values of the communities that they seek to serve. Mm -hmm. So, of course, when she got there, she said, at the very least, I'm not going to try and kill motherfuckers through this position. At the very least. What's wrong with that? And then not only that, so prosecutors, more restorative justice, that ability, as well as public defenders are overworked and underfunded. So if they pursue less cases, that means... Folks who normally represent poor folks will actually have time to represent the clients, the clients that deserve to have access to a fair trial. It's our constitutional right to have access to a fair trial. For those of you who watch 13th by Ava DuVernay, literally, if they they can't even try all the all the cases that are stuck in our criminal justice system right now. And if they tried, it would literally break the criminal justice system. That's very good. So at what point do we actually start to fix this glaring, huge-ass problem? Mm-hmm. Like, people's lives are being lost around this. Mm-hmm. To be caught up in these systems, and we know even if you don't make it to jail time, just think of being a 17-year-old and having to go through this system for like three to four years of your life. It really puts a damper on what you're even able to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Criminal justice systems need to see new models of working. That's the mm-hmm. only way that these kinds of things are going to happen. I literally have described to you all a prison cooperative in Puerto Rico that I have been in where people are have the ability to make income and like support their families in in real ways to to buy their families like the necessities you know while also learning entrepreneurship so that they won't have to return that they can 
you know, work for themselves in a system that refuses to hire felons, right? right? So if we create these models or create like tickets within like where the prosecutors represent the people, where the judges represent the people, who knows what can happen along with the Sorry. people's mayor, for instance. It's interesting to me, even going back to how we were originally talking about Steve Benning's destruction of the administrative state. If they can really vision a smaller government and start to create it. Why can't we? Why can't we? Like, they're changing. I don't even think there's so much changing the rules. They're learning how far they can get with the rules. Creating rules that are already barriers for people and making them even harder to reach and even further away from being people-centered. But, you know, really favoring folks who want to see people criminalized, who want to see these folks be used as exploited labor and perpetuate those types of things. Even when we know it does nothing for us. It does. Our government, our economy, literally nothing. Nothing. There's no benefits from this, really. Long-term benefits. These are short-term ideas and solutions that will literally fuck us over in the long term, like getting rid of the EPA. Mm -hmm. But, you know, even with all this lack of self-control that white people are exhibiting, black women are still out here resisting. You know, (laughs) they're thinking about the futures. Yeah. Serena was like, oh... I'm the greatest athlete of all time. While the greatest performer of all time is pregnant with twins. twins. Serena said. Why not me? I, I too have 20 weeks <laughs> of spine and fingernails. Just creating. My hips will crack. <laughs> My hips want to crack too, Beyonce. <laughs> I ain't sorry. I ain't sorry. So we have transitioned flawlessly into black women, the gods. (laughs) Y'all literally, y'all going to be studying this shit one day, you know, (laughs) be like these bitches. This is why we got two stars. Focus. (laughs) We got one, two stars. (laughs) One. It's probably a robot. Oh, haters. Anyway, it's Serena's pregnant. And, you know, black women are out here being the wave again. We have a reemergence. Yes. Of our favorites. Of our favorites. <laughs> Scammer and visionary. I told y'all. <laughs> I told you this one here was a visionary. I visionary. seen it. Again, we sighting ourselves. <laughs> we told y'all. Amen. Sydney Total Liberation Green Girl. You might know her from such occasions as the <laughs> Atlanta Orgy. Throw them bows like this. Live at Pure, Pure, Pure. Sydney Total Liberation Green. What you want? Ladies, when we pop your pussy like this, shake your body, don't stop. Our girl has literally emerged on. She's not even just on World Star, nigga. She's on World Star Uncut, speaking that good, good liberation talk to black yes. people off the weight of her Instagram being deleted. What? Because World Star is also kind of basic. They described her as just being angry about her Instagram being deleted. Mm-hmm. But really, she's also talking about this she greater picture. She's butt naked. She's butt naked in this video, which is why it's on World Star Uncut. 
But they describe her as just being angry about her Instagram being deleted. But as we saw through watching this video, it's so much more than that. It's about our... She's literally coming against our mindset and culture around sexuality of black people, which is why her Instagram was deleted. Someone ported a picture that said something sexual, which got her whole page taken down. Mm -hmm. And in the video, she's talking about how her Instagram wouldn't be taken down if she shared a video of her fighting another black woman, or if she shared a video of literally killing another black person. But if she talks about sexuality and the pleasure or her being naked or her being naked, sexual acts, why can't we see that? Why can't we talk about that? But we're so willing to participate in sharing the images of black people literally being pulled and picked apart and not experiencing any kind of joy Mm -hmm. really we have more of acceptance around violence or a culture of violence than we do around like acceptance around bodies Mm -hmm. and how they look and how how they differ especially in different sexual contexts and like standards of beauties are nothing but constructs just as gender and we don't even know what the full range of what bodies look like in this society to begin with so when we start like shaming people for you know being vulnerable enough to share their bodies we like this culture doesn't even see that as a vulnerable act as mainstream likes to depict it as like always sexual right yeah like to deem it vulnerability means like it, it comes outside of a sexual gaze right right and it's literally how we enter the it's a state of being right like, and if we can't shift the gaze then we definitely can't shift rape culture so mm-hmm. the this if you look at the comment section which i don't advise on world no, star don't. Uncut, don't look at any comments just on don't star. but the it's a but, dark place on that mother it's still being able to look at it, it perpetuates rape culture when women can't just be them mm-hmm. be however they are, whether it's in their home, whether it's in public, you know, be safe regardless. If they're naked, if they're clothed, if they're of age, if they're underage, literally, mm-hmm. we don't have enough respect for black women. We and, don't. And it's crazy because I feel like Sydney will have to spend more time with her new fame or like her attention uh, in this black media space to really start to move people on what she's talking about. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad she's there because it's literally fo- forcing us to have and address the conversation in new and innovative ways so that we might be able to shift more hearts and minds that will actually end up protecting us. Like what she's talking about is very simple. Why is it okay for me to watch someone being killed but not for me to look at the areola of a black woman. And what I also know for sure is this tactic is the way that all you organizations that do like sex education, trying to figure out how do you reach youth or whatever. We keep saying Sydney Total Liberation Green's name because y'all need to be reaching out to her. Yeah. Teaching her to. y'all talking points. Like her talking points are already great, but she could like <laughs> If Just she got more, some resources, some resources behind this, and like some some stats, y'all. Yes, this is some fire. So good to see. I know a lot of black women come up because of being angry, mm-hmm. but it's so good to see someone 
talking about again futures organi- mm-hmm. organizing around our futures and not necessarily so much always around black death right which is necessary and definitely the work but also there's this is a great part of it too to talk about sex and sexuality because we deserve to have some there's a lot of shifts in media representation that's happening and that's i'm sure. so glad that sydney total liberation green is one of the leaders in this movement of shifting that representation <laughs> Which brings us to our next point <laughs> of more representations just being flipped on their head, girl. Yeah. Finally, 29 released this campaign that basically is stating that, girl, when I opened this shit, I was so mad. <laughs> 67% of women in the United States look like Jasmine and I, aka uh, are over a size 14, but make up less than 2% of the representations we see. In our media, goddamn. Mm. So you telling me more people, more women in America are over a size 14 than those who voted for fucking Hillary Clinton? So you mean to tell me that if they included film in this category, that it would be way more fat folks than that? This is only six to seven percent. Like these are the folks that identify as women. Imagine if we just Child. said them. <laughs> How many fat people is it over here? There seems For to real. be a lot of fat people in the audience. <laughs> Why are we watching all you skinny hoes all the time? <laughs> we mean think- that in love. Like right. so, body positivity, you know, doesn't mean creating stigma around skinny bodies. It's just like, can we please be fair about this at least? At least. Like, I understand that, like, especially you skinny folks who's in the South or in the or in the Midwest or whatever, I feel your pain. Like, people always asking you questions about what you're going to eat and all this other <laughs> stuff. I know it's painful for y'all. And and you see too much. You see yourselves a lot. Okay, whether you see yourselves, there are things that are made for your bodies. Disc. You can find clothes everywhere. Clothes like y'all doors. (laughs) Like I just, there are just a lot of things made in this world that just y'all naturally fit into, and like a lot of folks just don't. So these stats, like while we're just talking about representation. This means that even this impacts our doctors. Yes. Like the kind of who are also some fat people. Who are also fat people, but got the nerve (laughs) to be working with information around fat people (laughs) that literally tells them that they are not crap while also telling them to tell their patients they ain't crap for being fat. Always recommend the weight loss campaign, girl. Even though I only came in here for a cough, I came. My in throat here. is scratchy. I actually came in here for none of this. None of this. I know what sweet and low is, and let me tell you, <laughs> I'm not interested. I am not fucking interested in that <laughs> fake shit. Actually, I do work out, bitch. I do not want that dietary supplement. I don't. No, thank you. I just want my. <laughs> Antibiotics. Can you check my tonsils, please? They hurt. Look. But thank you for I putting me here. on this treadmill, you bitch. <laughs> 
Uh, I just have so many stories, and I'm sure there's some listeners who can't agree. So many stories of having to go through unnecessary additional medical practices because my doctors will literally read my stats back and be like, oh, your your blood sugar can't be that correct. Girl, and even when your blood (laughs) work comes great, like that's what I'm saying. Your blood work can come out. Perfect. That's what I'm talking about. I know. They're like, nah, there must be something you wrong with your heart. You still get a lecture. <laughs> if you don't get put on a treadmill, you still gonna get a lecture about your fat ass. Yes. And why your fat ass shouldn't be so goddamn fat coming up in here being all fat, even though you came up in here for good. You wouldn't have this code if you weren't so fat. But I passed all your tests <laughs> just now. I don't care. Are you mad because I'm a fine bitch and I still get my daily serving of grains and carbs? You got the nerve to have good cholesterol, but you mean to tell me you got your arms jiggle, bitch? <laughs> I don't like you right now. Like, I just, that's what I so be So you're not like. pre-diabetic? No, because no. I don't smoke a carton of fucking cigarettes every day. <laughs> White man who does, who I smell the cigarettes on your ass. Let's talk about your lungs right now. How about that? Since we both here talking about shit we don't want to talk about right now, you bitch. Yes, I am being triggered right now. Yes. <laughs> but people need to share these stories of what's actually happening. Like, I am getting lectures that actually my skinny friends need. Like, actually, when I know I have witnessed small people have blood pressure that like just passing out finna have cardiac arrest they blood pressure so high because nobody ain't checked it because they so little this is just our experience but i know there's going to be somebody who pops out the woodwork who's a doctor and who's like actually hypertension well let me tell you something right i got my charts well that's what i'm saying jasmine gonna keep going to the doctor to keep proving you hoes wrong (laughs) And just so you know, because of all this, like, uh, discrimination and all this other shit, just know if Jasmine get anything, it will be checked because these motherfuckers just looking for something for my fat ass. Hello. To prove a point. Hello. <laughs> and I believe both you and I, as people who are coming out of a reproductive justice movement, have actually written about our interactions in medical spaces and being fat, right? Yeah. Um, y'all don't even make emergency contraceptives for fat people. Y'all don't. It, if you are over 160 pounds, Plan B is less effective. Yep. And I wrote Sorry about. Sorry to break the news. Yeah, I wrote about how self love makes for better health care around doctors being more culturally compliant. Like, know how to actually talk to me and engage me in this stuff. Anywho. Mm-hmm. So Refinery has not only put out this campaign, they also have teamed up with Getty Images to compile an archive of stock photos with plus size women doing normal shit like living their lives and being bad bitches. Just being the most bad. Like, y'all, so much diversity is are in these pictures. I'm so excited. Y'all really need to click through them. Yes. I have never been so excited about a fat black woman painting her nails. Girl, I saw one. <laughs> With a fat black woman opening a condom. Girl, I'm like, thank you. I saw one just going in a grocery store and like it laughing was a flattering with photo. <laughs> yes. Getting into taxis Hello. and lingerie. Wait, just on the bed, just perched. Just perched. so what? we're gonna give y'all the link and post some of the pictures. There's also a fat girl who was literally covered in glitter. I- <sighs> 
I'm here just, for it. I'm just thankful. And what I also know is fat folks comes in all genders. And while we're focusing on women, you know, we really need to expand, you know, fat representation across gender, folks who are gender non-conforming, trans, fat folks, all these folks, queer folks. We need to see all these bodies and all this representation in our media. And it just lets us know that if 2 to 3% of images are of fat women, imagine how few representations of folks who don't identify as women that we don't see. Ashe, and I would like to add to the group because as a fellow fat person, mm-hmm. I am deep on the Instagram of... <laughs> I love following me some fat black Man, girls. because they be out here living my best life, okay? And I just be trying to keep up. Just make sure that I'm in the number, you know. What That's lip are we working with this week? It's Fashion Nova true to size. You know, they you give know? you that kind of background. Yes. And one of my favorites is Miss Diva Curves, spelled with a K. Yes. Because I literally came across her, and she throws swims, swim parties of for just fat girls. And the promos be having all these fine-ass the niggas promos. in them. It's so great. It looks like she was raised on Mia X videos <laughs> where she would have Tyson Beckford in the videos and shit just, just all in Mia X bosom, just being a love interest. I'm Literally, this black girl is creating music videos and she ain't made not a single song. Not a song to be found. I don't even know what her voice sounds like. <laughs> But it's still <laughs> one of the best things I've ever seen. It's if great. y'all got about five minutes or so, please check out that. M-I-S-S-D-I-V-A-K-U-R-V-E-S. And there's more. I'm just giving y'all a snippet. Snip. And I just, we're now going to shout out how the best part about the Black Joy mixtape is the fact that a lot of our followers also look like these bad bitches <laughs> online. Who got the nerve to say... Oh, so y'all fed too? Yes! Who heard us make fun of Ashley Stewart and was like, <laughs> yes, I have found my home. <laughs> Spread it and tell <laughs> the ladies, because this episode is for the 67%. <laughs> and I would like to give a special shout out. Welcome to spring, fat bitch! Welcome to spring, fat bitch! <laughs> Coconut oils, two for ten. <laughs> Chucky Hills on deck. What you want? Body suits and crop tops are the move yet again. I cannot tell you how much I also love Harlem Quinn. Oh my goodness. H-A-R-L-E-M-Q-U-I-N-N underscore. Who is also one of the baddest people I have ever seen. Stacked. She's so stacked. I just (laughs) would to be her friend. I mean, every time she... I want to walk next to a bitch like that into Absolutely. a club. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly that. <laughs> if you ever come to D.C., we is going I out. Just, the co- all black. I just feel like... If that, come down. If that ever happens, like... <laughs> All y'all niggas is in trouble. All of you are ours, and you're going to be so upset about it. And glad. Because you out here dating the less less than 40%. You out there with them. The 33! The 
thirty-threes. <laughs> when you should be with a twenty-two, you did. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we got two stars. Get you a size 22. God damn it. I'm Isa, not. E- yes. Asa, go ahead and replace Tasha Nutella with one of these Please. I don't want to put a black woman out of a job, though. I don't. So, she can stay. You know, keep her, but make her another character and just make it seamless. Come like, on. <laughs> he is too tall to be with such a small stature woman. We need that. I mean, if y'all go to Deep Miss Diva Curves, she exemplifies what we said on Old Tatasha the Teller around yes. why. Why? Miss DeLorean. <laughs> but I'm going to write a movie for Harlan Quinn. She's going to be my lead protagonist. It's going to be great. Uh, there's so many. What's up, Yaya is another one. <sighs> What's up, Yaya on the IG? We're also naming all these IGs. So these are where you can find these people. What's I hope up, y'all, y'all? Don't y'all? Mind. I hope you don't <laughs> mind because we sending a bunch of niggas your way. Uh, what's up, y'all? Y'all, W A S S U P Y A Y A is also fine. I hope Sex. y'all accounts ain't private. If they are, if great. they are, so many people send you fucking twenty five dollars to see them <laughs> because it's the wave. It's the wave. It- uh, what's up, y'all? Y'all posted a picture of her in a petty black feminist shirt where her hair literally looks like the colors in the flower. Girl. I don't even know if what's up, y'all. Y'all is actually a size 14 and up. I don't even know that, but let us know. Because <laughs> I just want to know. That's where I'm going Is that a 12? It looks like. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely leaving this in and editing. <laughs> we just think y'all are beautiful and we need more of us represented. That's all we I don't understand do. why the 12s weren't put in that number because <laughs> if you're short, you know, yeah. you are solidly a 12. Yes, you are. You can go to H&M for sure in some things. Like this. I just want us to have more options because clearly we're the wave. We are the wave. We and we need velvet jumpsuits. We need mesh. We need tool. I seen how y'all acting when a nigga like cut a t-shirt up. You mm-hmm. know. Yes, man. Just imagine if more brands just helped me out in that endeavor more. Come on. But if we change representation, maybe we can give folks better care. Maybe we can give them better access to facilities. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we deserve to fit in places, goddamn. Amen. So, you all, <laughs> now that we've done that, Ashley Stewart, Ashley Stewart, hit us up. <laughs> What's good? We just love all our women, you know? They're great. We're all perfect. So, Jasmine. Yeah. We're at the end of the show. Yeah, but, you know, we got an, an announcement. We do have an announcement. You know, we we host rap shows now. Of course we got announcements now. <laughs> what you mean? The Underground Kings? Yeah. We have more announcements, but we're going to say them. But we got We're going to sparse one. them out. We ain't going to hit y'all too heavy in you the know, chest. You got to space them out. So, we got some love for one of our favorite publications, Refinery29, who we just referenced in this 67%. Which, by the way, that was a coincidence. That was a coincidence. They just happened <laughs> to do really good. They didn't even tell us about it. They <laughs> did. Let us know. Can we not be an ambassador? Shit. We over in size 14? Fuck. 
So, y'all, the big announcement is on Monday, May 15th. Oh, shit now. Your girls will be back in New York City for a special Facebook Live event with Refinery29. Oh, snap. So, y'all, we're joining forces with Refinery. They're bringing us in for a program called smart sips which we have dubbed in our little planning meetings what do we call it jasmine a sip and see a sip and see shout out to phaedra park (laughs) it's all over this (laughs) for some reason phaedra is close to our heart today our 29 smart sips where they featured a bunch of change makers and influencers and now they want to bring on the black joy mixtape for a live event for a live event that will be broadcasted on their facebook so Refinery29 was founded back in 2005 when Destiny Child was still a thing. Refin- Putting on a happy face, huh? Ashe, <laughs> I am an independent woman. <laughs> Nasty girl. <laughs> You're trashy. Not the, not the Sean Paul one. And Refinery29 is one of the largest digital media companies focused on women. They tackle everything from feminism and the Kardashians to checking your privilege and updating your spring wardrobe, child. Check them out at Refinery29.com or find them on Twitter and Instagram at Refinery29. Yes, and you can check out that dope-ass campaign that we had just talked about. And who knows? Where you'll see us next with them. One of our favorite writers over there who has also been on the show, but was our friend first. <laughs> yep. Cecily at Bad Flat Black Girl, who's awesome. And you all loved her episode, as we all do. Yeah. Um, so we'll be there May 15th. It's yep. going to be lit. A night before Breakfast Club is Cecily's episode, right? It is. So Great. to this announcement of why it matters that we are doing this live event in New York City. New York, stand up. This is a closed event to the public. No public. But Amber and I was like, but the Black Joy Jubilee New York City deserves a little treat. Because we, you know, love the Black Joy Jubilee. We got 10 tickets for 10 of y'all in New York City to see Black Joy Mixtape live at Refinery29. For a special interview with Refinery29. It's going to be great. Smart Sips. We're giving away 10 tickets. 10 people get this. But you got to participate in our contest. Black Joy Jubilee. And it's really easy. 10 of y'all want to see us. So the contest rules are number one, must already be in New York City on May 15th. Because we ain't covering travel, y'all. We do not have it. <laughs> Still trying to cover the sound Yes. <laughs> number two, leave a review for Black Joy Mixtape on iTunes. iTunes. And then number three, take a screenshot of said review. And post it and tag Black Joy Mixtape with the hashtag R29SmartSips on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. How does that sound to y'all? One, two, three. Not one rule. Not, not two, two rules. But three. three. Not one. Not two. Three. Again, this is for the live Black Joy Mixtape will be a part of a Refinery29 event where we sit down and just chat about our work. And we want 10 Black Joy Jubilee members to be in the number. And that's how you can get it. Um, so again, the event is closed to the public. 
All you have to do is be in New York City, leave a review on uh, the Black Joy Mixtape on iTunes, and then tag us in the post at Black Joy Mixtape. And potentially be able to ask us questions at this event. Yeah. It is us live talking, talking about the process for the Black Joy Mixtape, how we're here, why we do this, what's the theory behind all of this. And, and of course, wh- waxing some headlines for you y'all know, in real time. Come on. You know, keeping the two-star holes guessing, <laughs> you know. <laughs> we're so excited. It's going to be a good time. I'm excited to be every Friday 29 again. I am again. so excited. And I'm even more excited to meet 10 of you in person, potentially woo, woo, in New York woo, woo, City. Woo, woo. But that won't happen if you don't enter this fly-ass contest. Now, if you have already left a review, what should we do? Just screen, do step three. Uh-huh. Just go ahead, skip. <laughs> uh, rule one and just jump to two and three. Take a screenshot Tag us, tag R29 Smart Tips on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. So, yeah, hope to see y'all soon. And may the best person win. You got until when to enter, Amber. We need all submissions by May 10th, and we'll let you all know who got it on the 12th. We might roll out a couple early winners before then. But, yeah, you have until May 10th. Get it, get it. It's going to be great. (laughs) And if you just want to leave a review, you're not in New York City, and you want to gear up for when we might come to your place, go ahead and drop us a line on iTunes. We love it. You know, just to show that two-star person that we are mighty. I feel like that two-star person is just probably this nigga that I went out on a date with last week. <laughs> I'm pretty sure about it. Like, he was such a hater. <laughs> Fuck your mixtape, bitch. Two stars. Two stars. <laughs> Listen to Dope Queens. These hoes is crazy. <laughs> That's something this nigga would totally do. Ugh. Anywho, where can they find you online, uh, Jasmine? You can find me at Jazz on Your Mind, J A Z O N Y A M I N E. That is on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. And, and I'm just Amber J. Phillips on. Twitter, Instagram, and you you can follow me on Facebook. That's all I got. <laughs> Those are my platforms. You know. And you can also follow the Black Joy Mixtape at Black Joy Mixtape on Twitter and Instagram and Black at underscore We Are Black on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We hope to see y'all in New York. It's going to be so fun. We're so geeked. Yay. This is Amber J. Phillips, the High Priestess of Black Joy. And this is Jazz the King of the South. And you just listened to the, the Black, Black Joy Mixtape. <laughs> we hosted a rap show.